Happy Friday, everyone. You're listening to the Football Friday Podcast, brought to you by the Morning Times and Daily Review. I'm Kirk Lovison, alongside Johnny Williams, David Goff, and Logan Hill. Plenty to dive in today about football, whether it's local or nationally. Certainly a lot to talk about locally, but before we State do championships. so, yeah, absolutely. Let's get into the sponsor, Jolly Farmer. This podcast, as always, is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer and Waverly. Hit the Jolly Farmer for all your needs for game day, whether that's soda, beer, pretzels, chips, donuts, have some of the best donuts around. That's the Jolly Farmer in Waverly. As always, the Football Friday podcast is sponsored by the Jolly Farmer. My boy Rich Alliger went was talking about the Jolly Farmer when I talked to him the other day. Rich knows his stuff. Best spot. Best spot in town for Love the, it. the Love, things you need. Right around the corner for me, too. I can't express that enough how convenient that is because they do have everything. Speaking of a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything happened on the football landscape this weekend. Let's start high school-wise. Unfortunately, the season has come to an end for us and our coverage. Fortunately, we got two state championships to brag about today, Fortunately, guys. Fortunately, ended on a very, very high note. Ayo, congrats oh. to those guys. Congrats to those guys. Certainly very proud of those two schools on the New York side of things. It started at noon on Saturday with the Class D final. Tioga took on Stillwater. They pulled ahead, never gave the lead back up, 63 to 14. 63 to nothing at one point. At one point, yeah. I mean, you're talking about a team that, not over the season, but in the actual state playoffs, averaged close to 60 a game. Mm-hmm. Pretty much unheard of. David and Logan were both there. I was there for Tioga at noon. Johnny watched it via live stream. It. So we were all over the coverage this weekend. But I want to hear from you guys, David and Logan. What'd you see? And a big congrats to the Tioga Tigers on their third straight state championship. What I saw, which is what I've said every week, is the same thing I've seen every week. It's incredible what they've been able to do every week. It's incredible that they're able to do it in the state championship. I mean, the 14 points that Stillwater scored were against Tioga's second team. The starters had already left the game. And uh, I at one that second quarter, they had three plays in that second quarter, three long touchdowns. So Stillwater won the time of possession, but not so much the uh, Yeah, score. not so much the scoreboard. I saw a team putting themselves in a rare air. Absolutely. Going, going Somewhat, back to back to back. <laughs> heck of a title if you were going to write yeah. a story. Yeah, so it was... The only other time I'd seen Tioga was when they played Waverly. That was a much tighter game, and I just saw the fourth quarter, right? So they just, we want to run it, we're going to run it. We want to drop back and throw it, we want to roll out and throw it, we'll go do that too. Like, they just... Sorry, Uh, Caden Bellas had four passes, only four passes, three completions, three touchdown passes. Exactly. So they just, it was was unreal, and then I think I was talking to you, Kirk, just... It just kept getting worse for Stillwater. Like, mm-hmm. Tioga scored a touchdown, and then Stillwater fumbled the return, the kickoff yeah. return. And then Tioga scored another touchdown, and then, like, two plays in. Or to start the second half, yeah. Stillwater got the ball, broke off a 17-yard run. How's that play end? Fumble. So they just yeah. – Tioga was there to, to finish what they started, not even just at the start of this year, years prior. And good for Stillwater. You made it to the state championship, yeah. but you just went up against an unstoppable force. I, I, you just, how demoralizing that is for, like – the, that fan base was still water because they were on the other side. They were loud at the beginning of the game. Hey, they had a great and, turnout, too. Yeah, they yeah. showed up. As someone that's been on the wrong side of, of blowout losses like that, not necessarily in a state championship, but just growing up playing sports, um, the only benefit, I will say, for Stillwater getting beat like that is at least when you go into the locker room at halftime, you're not like, we could really do it. Like You're like, right. we're getting beat every step of the way. Yeah, this I, is over. I've the, This whole time I've been 
fascinated by what must have been happening in the Tioga locker room at halftime. Because at that point, that's when they're celebrating. It was relatively tame when the game was over because obviously they had known they were winning the game the entire time. That's, yeah, it was 42 nothing at halftime. Yeah. yeah, that's just a team who knows how to take care <laughs> yeah. of business, though. I mean, that's the difference. Kind of when you look at how those teams showed up and what unfolded, Tioga's, I guess, levels never really went up or down or changed or their emotions. It's just we're dialed in, we have a job to do, and we're going to take business, care of business the most efficient way possible. And that's what they did. And, and they... They enacted one of the best cliches in sports where it's act like you've been there before. Yeah, they literally they definitely sports, did. So they're the yeah. embodiment of that for sure. So you said it, Johnny, forty two nothing at halftime and, and that was that was all you needed to know because I and I think I wrote this when I was at the game, but Tioga at halftime had mm-hmm. six touchdowns and Stillwater had four first downs. In the first half. That's that's yeah, all you that's, need to know about how that game went. Also, shout out to the broadcasters for that game. I was watching on the live stream. Really good, really good commentary. There was one really, I can't remember his name. I wish I could give him props, but he had one zinger of a line on um, one of Tioga's really long touchdowns. Duncanson, runs. I think. Duncanson, where he, where he goes, Duncanson looks still water in the eyes. He looked him right in the eyes and said, watch my back, and then took off for a 50-yard yeah. touchdown or whatever it was. It was I was like, that's seven, a good I, line. That good was a 78-yard run. Yeah, yeah it he was, finds space, it's, he turns the Jets on for sure. Big shout out to that senior class. Oh my god! What an I, accomplishment for an, a singular class like that. Uh, Tioga is set, seems to be set for a while because of their JV team was just undefeated and all that. But like that senior class, what forty and zero through yep. three seasons, three undefeated. championships. How, how many of those games were even close? And I got to attend the um, get together after the game. They had a little parade, and then they all met in the gym, and they allowed some of those seniors to speak on the mic to the crowd. And they did a great job of thanking for all the support and thanking their coaches, all the right things you'd want to hear your players say. But Caden Bellis came out, and I thought it was super humble and classy. He came out in the after he thanked everyone. The only thing he did after that was the only thing he wants is for the underclassmen to achieve the same success as they do and for them to sit on the sidelines and watch this dominance, for them to help them in practice week in, week out. No complaints, nothing like that throughout the whole season. All he'd hope for is the same success to continue and that he wants to see those guys succeed. And I thought, what a captain and what a leader. That's a passing the torch right there. Absolutely. What was interesting to me is they, so obviously this senior class for Tioga was nothing short of spectacular. Yep. They prepared like Nick Aiello, when I talked to him last week, he was saying like, they just prepare so well. Like you, you, you couldn't be more, he said he couldn't be how more, how much more proud could he be of this team in the senior class? But he also told me that the 2021 team, that senior class, is kind of what brought on this level of preparation for them that has gotten them to the heights that they've right. gone to. So it's yeah, iron it, sharpens iron. So right? if I mean, if I, it sounds like each class is kind of influencing the ones be, to follow, uh, and it's just gonna yeah. keep, go, go, keep. If that's any indication, the next class ought to be <laughs> we ought to be in for something special. Can you guys who might be a little bit more privy to it explain something to me? Does in New York does Class D operate the same as like one A two A like Class C versus Class D? Is it the same as at the PA level like two A three A? Does that make sense? Like how Troy plays in two A and then Canton plays in one A? Like so, I believe the classification the the highest is double. Yeah. So class Tioga is in the smallest class. So Tioga is the smallest classification in New York State. And double A is class C, second yeah. lowest. Okay, so that would be similar to like a one A. Yeah. 2A. So double yeah. A, A, B, C, D. Well, and and that's what I the reason I ask that is to pose this question, to you guys is I get it. Tioga doesn't have 
a large population. Right. But at what point does it come, we got to go up a class and see how we fare there. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think they even have the choice. Yeah. I don't think they can make that choice. I think it's all based on uh, a numbers thing, classification, students, some type of ratio. ILO can't just go to the governing body of New York State Athletics and say, hey, we want to go up. I don't don't think it matters. It has to fall into a numbers that's the interesting thing about New York and Pennsylvania because I was talking to Matt Patton last night at the Athens girls basketball game and like every team, every sports team in Athens are at a different classification mm-hmm. level. Whereas New York, like Tioga, no matter what sport it is, they're on the same level. So it's just, it, like you would think if it's, if New York was like Pennsylvania, you think Tioga might be able to go up a little bit. Right. right. And I'm not, I'm not taking anything away yeah, from all the no, stuff that they've done. No, it's a good question done, because I'm sure people wonder when they watch this type of dominance. But no, I was going to say, when you go, what, 40 and 0? 63 well, to 14 in the state championship. Yeah, well, they also, in the regular season, beat the Class C state champion. So. No, no, exactly. Yeah. And then the only <laughs> issue is when that well does go dry, and now all of a sudden, if you did make that decision, you're stuck up in see with a team of only 20 kids and you're not this team anymore all of a sudden it gets ugly again quick but i think that's why the numbers thing works out the way it does i don't mean that we're going to get to waverly here in a second i don't mean to pit these two teams against each other especially not in a day where we're celebrating both yeah but i would watch tioga play waverly any day of the week and drop everything i'm doing if if those two teams could just play every week these two teams we have in front of us right now (laughs) give man sign me up give me a best of seven well and and that's exactly what you said you said they beat the the class c state champion Mm -hmm. that was one of the best high school football games around this area and i just missed it (laughs) my first day here was two days after that game and it took place over two days yeah it was a two-day game yep so someone remind me who is the class c state champion it's the Waverly Wolverines. How about that? Absolutely. Let's get into it. Waverly, Class C final versus Fonda Fultonville. Waverly takes care of business in a game that was probably closer than the score I'm going to read. Yeah, the final absolutely. score was 46-26, to 26, but it was a shootout. It was everything we talked about last week. Two dueling quarterbacks, one at the end of his career, one on the upcome. Yeah, and he was awesome. And it was great both ways. You guys, again, both there for that one. Mm-hmm. I did not stay for this one. Got back. Talk to me through it. Break down this game for me. Is that the score summary? Yeah, the right floor there? the floor is yours though. Okay. Um, so what an electric atmosphere that was. I mean, you talk about obviously Tioga's been there before those fans were there and they were great. They were awesome. But then you have this this class C state championship between two teams that never made it to this point in their right. in their in their program's history. So those both of those communities showed out in those games. It was loud and it was a close game. And with five minutes left, it was 33-26 Waverly, and they had a couple of moments, like a third and nine, where Carter George ran the ball 15 yards on a third and nine, whereas if he didn't get it, Fonda Fullville might get the ball back and have a chance to tie the game up. So it was, and that turned into a 40-yard touchdown to Xavier Watson, which was probably the greatest play in Waverly football history, if you think about it. So uh, it was an awesome game. I don't know. It was, it was just. It was a lot that happened in that game. That that Carter George run might have been my favorite play call of the night, just yeah. because they were backed up, and it was a spot where you're like, they're gonna pass it. They, they've been passing it, it like all night. They're gonna third pass and nine it. midfield, something like that. And then he just hands it off to Carter George, and he just goes and picks up the first down. But everything, everything David said, and it was a shootout. The final score is not indicative, but it was yeah. a six or seven point game the entire second and half. It was back yeah. and it forth was, in that second half. And it was 14-7 Waverly at halftime. So at that point, it wasn't a shootout. And then Waverly couldn't stop scoring in the second right. half. Yeah, that, and that was the thing is if Waverly had, they were probably going to end up being tied up because Fonda Fultonville, not yeah. until the very end, they were matching them drive for drive. So a very, a very good game. And 
so between the games, I exited the dome. I walked around Syracuse where I got lunch. And I'm just going to say, on my way back in, um, yeah, a 6 o'clock game might be better for some fans, and you might be able to, to slip some uh, some beverages oh, the, the down, your, down your belly <laughs> before you head into the, the dome for the night. So I didn't see any Waverly fans doing it. I didn't look very hard, but um, without looking, I, some Braves fans might have been getting a little party on beforehand. Getting, getting after it in the parking so lot. They, they, both crowds were rowdy from the word go. Absolutely. Well, you had a great atmosphere. And that was the only unfortunate thing about having to watch the Waverly game on the stream versus the Tau game in person, you couldn't really pick up what type of environment it was, it was there. It and was it sounds awesome. like it was electric. I'm, and that's a the, shout out to those I, two teams. Fan bases. I don't, I don't watch Syracuse football games much at all. I would imagine that that atmosphere in particular was better than some Syracuse right up football there. Games. It was pretty loud. That's bold. It gets bold, loud in there, bold. but I, it might be bold. But One I, thing about that dome and trapping all that noise, it gets the loud in wireless there. dome. Yep. The yeah. carrier dome. Yep. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout uh, out to Waverly again. Yeah. Let's talk about their seniors. Joey Tommaso caps off a yeah, storybook ending storybook. A fantastic career gave Waverly and their fans in that community everything you could have wanted out of watching a kid grow up in front of their eyes mm-hmm. and playing great football. I can't wait to hear and find out where he's going. He just announced he another did. offer. Did uh, he? Central Connecticut State? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's what I also heard on the stream. Preferred walk-ons from UConn, Syracuse, Buffalo, James Madison, and Bucknell. I don't know. I don't know if the James Madison Bucknell are preferred walk-ons, but the other three were. Definitely. Those were the schools that were announced on there. So, regard either way, bright future in front of yeah. Joey Tommaso, and he w- he was bright on Saturday, and he was he was great, and I he got the state championship MVP, which I mean, how why shouldn't he? However, Xavier Watson, I mean, what a game from him! He had eight catches for 160 yards, his best game of the season coming in the yeah, state he's championship. Great. Keithley had a big breakout to seal the deal yeah, at the end yeah. there. And I want to shout out Jake Pfeiffer. Mm -hmm. Didn't stick out on the stat sheet, so to speak, in that championship game. But that team doesn't get to where they oh, are no. without Absolutely. the performance he, of Pfeiffer all season. Some, he was Tommaso's guy for he was fantastic season. all year. Also, um, Jake Van Houten breaks yeah. it, breaks one tackle and goes for a seventy-nine yeah. yard touchdown run to just immediately answer. So I mean, that's what you need in the championship. Yeah, you need everybody doing was, a little well, bit. And of that's something. what worked for Joey Tommaso. Don't get me wrong; he accounted for six total touchdowns, but he was able to just go out there and play point guard. And when yeah. the guys around you are are living up to the moment as well, some pretty cool things happen, and, and that's what happened and, for the Wolverines. In regards to Pfeiffer, like. They had a tough time against Shenango Forest in the sectional in the sectional championship, and Pfeiffer in that game had three catches, basically over the shoulder, behind a defender. If he doesn't make one of those catches, Forest might have pulled off an upset. So he had a huge all season long. He had a huge role in getting them there, but that game in particular is the one that like, that's the Pfeiffer game. I got the chance to talk to him after the game Did went you? final, and you could just really tell that. He it, it really truly meant something to him. Like he was so proud of what they had kind of just I done bet. and what they've been building towards, especially him and Joey being there together all those years. So to finally get over, get to the mountaintop and, and go out the right way. So Yeah, and once again, very proud of both teams. Congratulations to Tywin Waverly on state championships. It, it was cool to experience both sides of one team has always been there. They're the dominant, the dynasty, and the other team is the first first time. Yeah. It was cool to experience both sides of that. And the fact that they played this year. Here's yeah. an interesting one I'd like to ask you, David. Not to take away from Waverly, but I'm sure the Waverly listeners would be interested. You mentioned Shenango Forks. Mm-hmm. If Shenango Forks and Fonda Fultonville met, oh. who wins that game? 
Oh, that's interesting. I would probably, I would fond a phone bill, I think. I only bring that up just to talk about kind of this gauntlet that Waverly's gone through to get to this point. Tioga, Shenango Forks, now a Fonda Fultonville. Mm-hmm. They certainly played everyone and, to prove that they're state championship and, and worthy. Fonda Fultonville was the number one team in the state. Yeah. No, and and, and I can see why uh, Logan pulled out this, the, the, the stat sheet for it and their freshman quarterback yeah. went over 400 yards. He had 53 cool. passes. passes. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. For a freshman. He's That's a six foot three freshman. And <laughs> well, it's a great tie because I was just about to say. So he, he's going to be there again. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's what um, we talked about afterwards. Obviously, your seniors, the, I'm talking about Fonda Fultonville, upset, going to be a little disheveled. Why wouldn't you be? You just lost in the state championship. In a good game. In a, in a great game. Croucher, the quarterback, Keegan Croucher, was not that I'm not going to say he wasn't upset, but he wasn't like noticeably distraught because, in all likelihood, he probably in his mind is like, we'll get back to this point. He's going to, we talked about Tommaso's offers. Yeah. This kid's going to oh, go. He's going to get too. a bunch. But going off of that, I was going to say, Waverly, this run might not be over. Keithley's back. Yeah. Xavier Watson's back. You know who else will be back, though, if they get that far? They're going to probably see Fonda Fultonville again sometime down the road here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So we had an, a really good game here in the state championship. Don't be surprised if we see this team again next year, maybe. Wave, Waverly is going to be fascinating next year because, I mean, obviously you still have a lot of weapons yeah, there. Yeah, they do. Who's the quarterback? I'm not entirely sure. It's going to, it might be Ben Shaw. In yeah, those, can't but, wait for that to like, unravel. But you are, you're going to replace your all-time quarterback. So that will be fascinating to see Big when that comes. Where? But, for, but for now, celebrate the heck out Absolutely. of that Absolutely. Celebration in the Valley. Where about... Is Fonda Fultonville? Can anybody tell me? I think they're section two, so I think they are north of Albany. Okay, I, think I was just curious. I think section two is where you start to get up into North Country of Upstate New York. So somewhere up in there, I believe. I could be wrong. Six foot two freshman. I mean, what six you guys, foot two freshman got up in the water, yeah. up throwing there. for four hundred yards in a state championship game is ridiculous. I'm guessing he's, him, he's probably fifteen. Sorry, t- <laughs> right. Tommaso went. 18 for 26 for 333. So we're talking almost 800 passing yards. What a game. Yeah, in, it was, one game. It, it it was awesome. That's pretty, seems like be rare. I mean, I'm just disconnected from high school and, ball. And I feel the, like most teams are pretty no, one that was, that was the cool part, too, and this is something David and I talked about, is you watch the Tioga game, Bellis threw four passes. The middle yeah. game, which I wasn't tuned into, but I obviously watched some of it just being there. A lot of running, not a lot. There was a really there cool were, interception in that game. Oh, my God. Yeah. Toe tap. Toe tap. Both, yeah. both feet. Both feet. He toe tap both feet. But then the game at 6 o'clock, the big one, right? And then it was two drop back passing offenses. It was just yeah. fun and, fun to watch. The, and to cover. and I, I don't know how they decide which class goes when during the state championship uh-huh. weekend. Because it was like, it was D-A-C that day. I think the next day was Double A, B, something like that. But yeah. so, so it's not like an order or anything like that. But whoever made that schedule for Saturday, it worked out because the best they the best it. game was last. They, they did, yeah. It. And uh, if you're just talking about score, like the yeah. score, like how close the score was, it came from the biggest deficit to the mid middle deficit to the closest game. And I don't know. He was there for Logan. Must have been in there for ten hours. I was in there in the dome for eleven hours. What a day! Yeah, it may end well. Unfortunately, fell short. Yeah, on Sunday. So, Tioga, the only team this year to pull off the back-to-back-to-back state yeah. championship. Main Animal was in the running, two for a three-peat. They came up short, yeah, unfortunately. Se- section 4 goes two for three in the state championship. But, but shout the out to Section area. 4. Fonda, Fultonville is near Albany. Both the towns, both the villages are up near Albany, so you nailed it. Yeah, uh, that's Section 2. The only one I don't really know much about is Section 1. And then Section 9, I believe, is downstate as you get closer to New York City. So it's it's spread all over the map through nine different sections. But one thing we know is Section 4 represents, in, in terms of the state mm-hmm. tournament football, 
And congratulations to two of those teams, Tioga and Waverly. Very proud of you guys. Congratulations. That and was that was that day was maybe the coolest day I've ever had in my professional career. Awesome day. Uh, very proud. Oh, I had one more tidbit before yeah. we go to the next thing. Um, Billy Joel has his nice. name in the rafters. Okay. In he does. The I saw it. Seven sold out shows oh, in the Carrier Dome or something dome. like that. <laughs> that was the most interesting one to me because like you can't help but look. And and I've been to. Uh, Syracuse to, for games before yeah. I covered a Maryland Syracuse lacrosse game and that was the day they put Gary Gate up there so okay. that was cool to go back and see and then you just you kind of look at the other names and then I was like Billy Joel and then I had to like squint my eyes a little bit yeah. Gary Gate an all time lacrosse player for those who don't know like oh me. yeah no one of the greatest <laughs> lacrosse players to ever pick up a stick biggest thing I, I pick out about the dome and then we'll move on other than the architecture itself and how unique it is again it's just the sound it gets mm-hmm. trapped in there and regardless of if you have 20,000 people in there versus five, you can create an atmosphere that's really loud, yeah. which makes that a really cool place to play. And, and I, David was on the field, but I sat up in the, in the box and yeah. that's the cool yeah, thing. It's, it's, it's an open air box. So you can feel it all. You can, right. it's not, you're just hearing it through the glass. You're, you're there kind that's of awesome. with them. You just get to have your laptop and you might have to do some work. All right. So there were times, sorry, there, oh, there were times during that second game where I was up in the press box writing my, up my Tioga story and whichever i don't even know what the schools were but regardless whatever fan base it was when some big play happened you immediately had to look up because it was just wow that loud that's what you like to see and i'm I'm sure those guys loved playing in it congratulations to them before we move on to the national scene football wise one more shout out to the jolly farmer I think I'll do this one live. You going live? Yeah, yeah I think I'll do this one live. <laughs> you got to hit the, the, hit the Jolly, Jolly Farmer. Farmer. I still, I've not been back. I'm trying to watch what I'm eating a little bit, but I will be back soon enough for some donuts because they were like, they took me back to being a kid again, getting donuts after church on Sunday. I still got to go. Yeah, you got to yeah, go. You got to go. hit the spot. They have so much more than just donuts. They have all, they have tons of needs that you can yep. get for beer, chips, chips, snacks, pretzels, frozen foods. Anything for game day. You don't want to cook on Sunday. You, you want to go to church. You want to then watch your NFL team at one o'clock. Hit the jolly. Hit the jolly. Spend twenty five bucks, and, and you'll be set for that afternoon. Absolutely, so. downtown Waverly. That's the Jolly Farmer. All right, guys. There's only one thing to really talk about in college football. <laughs> Maryland's <It's>, going bowling. <laughs> oh yeah. So are the Mountaineers of West Virginia. <laughs> Temple football is dead. Temple football doesn't exist. Rutgers. <laughs> Rutgers is going bowling. I don't know where they're playing. I don't, doesn't I even don't know. I don't know. It's at the Valley Bowl in downtown Waverly. <laughs> Sam's going to be mad at me for that one. I don't know. Well, look, it's we've talked. It's being talked about at nauseum. It's the college football playoff fallout. Here it is: one Michigan, two Washington, three Texas, four Alabama. Undefeated Florida State is left out. Back to back national championship. Georgia, despite one loss, is left out. And I, I think everyone's probably heard every take in the book. Most of it. I'm sure revolves around Florida State. Yep. Does anyone have anything unique they want to throw in? Does anyone have any real hard feelings that they just can't get over? I. It's weird with the Florida State thing because I feel terrible for Florida State because they didn't do anything wrong. But I also get it. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and and that's what I've heard floated around a lot this week too. Is is both things can be true, right? Florida State deserved to be in, but they're not one of the best four teams. They wouldn't probably play a good game in the playoff, and and that yeah. both of those can yep, be true at the same time. Both can be true. I, I wouldn't say mine's necessarily unique, but understanding the Florida State thing that. that as soon as Travis went down, that was they're going to find a way to leave them out. They're in the ACC, which the CFP and, doesn't respect. And winning sixteen to six on the conference championship doesn't yeah, go well for it you. It didn't look good. But I, yeah, my, my I have a bigger gripe with Georgia 
not making it. That's kind of where I was shocked they're not in it. So this is the way I can explain it. And they say the resume matters, wins and losses matter. Texas gets in at three because they beat Bama by 10 points. Bama gets in because they beat Georgia. Well, so what you're telling me is Georgia, and and they say they don't take into account previous seasons, right? So that's fine. So, But Georgia was number one all year, won every game all year, and loses to who I think we can call a rival in Alabama in the SEC championship. They've played enough marquee games to... Can go ahead. Well, I was gonna say. Well, the I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, but you're fine. The the committee decided that Georgia lost to the fourth best team in the country this past weekend. So you're telling me the number one team lost to the fourth best team in the country and dropped five spots. That, that's what I'm saying. They were number one and they lost a game by three points. Yeah. The and and so that means they're just out completely. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. And and the the long winded part of this is okay. So Texas gets in because they beat Alabama. Alabama gets in because they beat Georgia. So Georgia has one loss. It's to Alabama. Alabama has one loss. It's to Texas. Yep. Yep. Texas is not undefeated. Nope. Texas mm-hmm. lost to an unranked Oklahoma team. So we're just saying that loss doesn't matter. Right. That that's that's kind of and and don't get me wrong. Georgia's won back to back. It will be nice to see some fresh yeah. teams in there. But I'm not mad to, to move them out completely is a little bit bewildering to me. As a college football fan who loves parity as much as possible, I I am very okay with not having two SEC teams in there, but it was it was shocking to me that they let Georgia fall that far. The biggest takeaway, if it's four best teams, and that, that doesn't yeah. seem to match up based on what you're t- yeah. talking about. The biggest thing is the four teams doesn't make sense. A four-team playoff <laughs> doesn't make sense and never has. It's, it's funny that... <laughs> it's like, not enough spots for too many teams. There's absolutely been controversy for the last 10 years with this system. Like Penn State, for instance, won a conference championship and missed out on it, and a lot of people are still not happy about yeah. that. But like... The last time this is going to happen with four teams having to be the most controversial. The committee and decision makers finally got bit. It was going to happen someday if this continued on. You were going to have a situation where, oh, man, we're going to have to make an awful decision that isn't going to stand well with it, our watcher. It happened. I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's yeah. not going to happen again because, really, no one's going to care it's, about the difference between 12 and 13. Yeah. But the difference yeah. between 5 and 4, I sure care about. And my biggest gripe is if you're telling me that all that really matters, forget resume, forget I, all that really matters is it's the four best teams. Georgia would be favored over three of those four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So don't tell me it's yeah. the four best teams. Georgia would be favored over Washington, over Texas. And if they played Alabama again, it'd be a coin flip. What's, it sucks for Florida. Obviously, all the sucks for Florida State, but also the fact that like. People could say, "Oh, but next year, well, it, you would still, you would absolutely be in because you won the conference championship." Like, that doesn't matter to them. It doesn't now. matter to them now. <laughs> and but also, because like, they're one year away from just they, making it, they were nasty this year too. Yeah. They were one of my favorite teams. Well, and there's the the big cat logic too. If Florida State's not in, then why do we play the games? Yeah, yeah. Mm. They went thirteen and zero. Why do we play then? If they're not in, why, like I, why'd they play this year? And it's like the the quarterback, obviously, a very vital spot in a, on a football team. But like the defense was playing well and all that, like you're 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 ruining the season for fifty other guys. Well, Jordan Travis said on Twitter, "I wish I would have broken my leg earlier this season." How you made a college kid wish they broke their leg <laughs> earlier this year? But that's why we play the games. Anything can happen at that level. Like, well, that's what I saw, and I'm not. I can't remember where I heard this, but it was. If you're saying Florida State's now not good enough, they went 13-0. You're saying they're now not good enough. That means Jordan Travis is the Heisman winner. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, it is. basically, right? Yeah. So, you're saying like, he's that valuable. So yeah, it's just it's and it stinks for them. And and we talked about it. They they have not previously respected the ACC. But th- yeah, so that's why I completely understand the Florida State argument. They did go undefeated. Yep. They they won everything. That's fine. You want to leave them out? They lost their quarterback. I 
I don't know who you would take out to put Georgia in, but if you're, if I'm supposed to believe that Georgia is not one of the four best teams in the, in the country, like you said, right. like you're just, you're lying to me. Um, other thing about the CFP, because I don't know that we'll get here naturally, the chairman or the yeah. head of it, his yeah. name is Boo Corrigan. <laughs> oh, that is exactly the name that I would want for the chairman. Yeah, right now it, it, it works. It fits for sure. <laughs> so here's the deal. That's all I got. Here's the deal, though. <laughs> People are still talking about this. We obviously had to touch on it. We haven't been able to speak since it came out. But it's all I want to talk about. Let's talk about the games that are actually going to take place, though. It's actually a really fun It's a really matchup. good playoff. <laughs> oh, Michigan, Michigan sweating bullets. Oh, yeah. man. Did you see their reaction? Yeah. It was a groan. It was an audible groan when they announced, Michigan, you will play Alabama. I mean, it was an auto. Congrats on being number one in the country. Yeah. Well, is, I was Here's thinking. I, I think I was thinking about this either last night or today. Is that kind of maybe what the committee was hoping for? Because I was, it was last night because I was driving. I was like, does Alabama just make it in? And then I remember they didn't make it in last year. But it feels like just no matter what happens to them, they're always hanging around. Yeah. And are they just setting it up so Texas and Alabama play again, and Alabama can beat them and right the ship? Well, speaking of if that te- happens, oh, wow. no, you heard it here I first. Even, I didn't even yeah. think about the rematch possibility. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you heard it here first. Speaking of te- <laughs> Texas, this is my favorite little spot to get in. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-GAMBLER if you've got a problem. I've never been more excited to bet the over in my life than Washington, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> that game, tell me that game doesn't end 49-42 yeah. in a classic. In, yeah. Indoors, I think it's the Sugar Bowl. It'll be in New Orleans. It's, it's the rematch of last year's Alamo Bowl. It's going to be so good. It's going to be points everywhere. The other game might be the opposite. Alabama, Michigan might play themselves into like a 24-21 game. Well, that know. was that was the conversation between Michigan and Florida State. Um, if you put the last three games together for Florida State, their numbers come out better than Michigan's last three quarterback sure. games. And J.J. McCarthy, people were saying he should be in the Heisman running well, at some also, point. Florida State didn't look great against Louisville. Michigan didn't actually like blow the doors off Iowa in that game. That game was boring. That's that was yeah. three quarters of Michigan can't get down the field. What was it? 26, 26 nothing over Iowa is kind of what I expected. That's what I mean, though. It's not yeah. like you watched Michigan prove that, hey, we're this good over everyone else in the country. I but- watched Maryland almost pull the upset on Michigan, and I'm supposed to believe they're the best team in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, a great point. That's a great. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah, it is crazy though. Like, <laughs> Maryland, put them at four. Yeah, <laughs> like it, it is crazy to me that obviously I, I feel terrible for Florida State and I'm shocked that Georgia didn't make the playoff. But like these matchups, I kind of love. Yeah, them. they're really. It's it should be really good. They ought to be great games. And Georgia's going to play Florida State. What a press conference that must have been. <laughs> that's going to be. The, hey guys, that's uh, going to be. The, sorry to make it. What do you think about playing each other? <laughs> that's gonna, nobody in that game is going to care about that no. winning that game. If no. Florida State wins, do they get to declare themselves national champions? Well, that's the well, other thing. Florida. State might care. Florida State might care. Florida State might say, oh, yeah, watch us go out and beat Georgia and think, oh, man, we should have put Florida State in. Wow, we look dumb. Mm. Keep an eye on that. Florida State might have some real motivation to say, oh, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen, though. All right, moving on. Let's finish up with the NFL. Eagles-Niners recap to start us. The Eagles, they dropped to the 49ers. Wasn't particularly close. I don't want to cut you off, but I will. Well, (laughs) what do you got? We, we all need, love cutting each other I, off. I need to turn it to David, and we need okay. to talk about Big Dom. Okay. Oh, we're starting with Big Dom. So we watched this game all together. We made a we made a Sunday out of it, and that happened. And <laughs> then pretty much immediately, David was like, "Oh yeah, that's Big Dom. That's Big Dom. Why? <laughs> why is he just a known why commodity? Do people know this guy in Philadelphia. I don't know why, <laughs> but." He's been the Eagles security guy forever. You see him. So like the Eagles post game live on NBC sports Philly. They always show 
win or loss, they always show the entire team in the tunnel walking back to the locker room. You always see Dom walking back with them and occasionally Michael barking will shout him out saying, there's Dom. And I mean, he's obviously always on the sideline unless it gets kicked out. And uh, he's he he's the security guard for the press conferences. Everyone just kind of knows who he is. The players swear, swear by him or that like he's not only protects them, but like he'll go out of his way at any given time of day and keep some certain guys out of trouble if they're getting in trouble. So like he he he's the. I think his nickname is the bodyguard or something That's, like that. He's literally the Eagles mob boss. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. This guy, there's no way this guy does not know Tony Soprano. <laughs> there's no way. Or has anything come more out of, what's he doing up that close to the field? Oh, Shanahan hated it. Shanahan was not happy. He's always it's been, turning out that he's actually, he's just we, he kind of glossed over it when we were watching. Like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's kind of gaining some traction now. Like, what's that dude doing up near the field touching players? I prompt, well... We'll get to that in a minute, but I promise you there are other security guards for NFL teams that are also on the sideline. So he's not unique in that aspect. I don't know any other names of. I, well, I get it probably that. does. Well, probably, he, no, no, I mean, I, no, it's, I'm backing up your yeah. point because I'm like, you're probably right. We just don't know who they are. Yeah, I mean, because, to be fair, and if we right. were going to know fair, one, it would be the Philly guy. I was going to say, it's very Philly that we know who this guy yeah, is. Exactly. Right. That's true. Um, what I will say is, and I don't have a strong opinion on it either way, but. Because like you say, like he protects the players and he's on the sideline and that's fine. To me, that spot, it wasn't like there was a brawl going on. It, it was a scuffle that was just beginning. Yeah. And to me, that's the official's job to deal with that be- between the lines and immediately off the lines. I think it's, and I, I don't, I can't speak for Dom, but like it's, it was on the sideline. Like he was right there. I think at that point he is trying to play Peacemaker. He probably shoved Greenlaw a little bit that made it, you know, escalate more than it should have. So I, I think, basically, I think the entire thing was blown very out of proportion. No, that I, I agree with. And I, I watched it a couple of times, and honestly, I hate the side with the Eagles on on anything. But I don't think he did any. I don't think Dom did anything wrong. Yeah, and, honestly. And, and and I'm, I can't. Watching it live at that point, I'm thinking, what the heck did Dom do to get kicked out? And, should and, Greenlaw have been kicked out? Yeah. yeah. But that's well, that's where out. I think this became bigger than what it but was. I, but for me personally, and I can't really look at this too objectively, but like, I don't know if Dom like gave him a shove, like, like even just a mini shove. I, I, I don't know that I saw that. He might have, and I just like, it's been, but at that point in time, I'm like, why is he getting kicked out? He was trying to back. No, yeah, I don't think other. he should have got kicked out. I don't think Dom did anything wrong. Wrong. Greenlaw, I think, absolutely should be thrown out. You can't well, be doing that to anybody. I mean, but he, if, he if you're gonna if you're gonna him. eject a player, and there was a guy that was not a player involved in that altercation, and that guy he, touched yeah. him he's, first, he's got to go. He's got to go off the field Wait, too. Yeah, that, that's, he might he might have been trying to do the right thing, mm-hmm. but the way it played out, if you're gonna say, okay, we're ejecting this player from the game. I also think the, the other person has to go. I also too. think the officials know, like we're very aware. They're scared of, the of Dom. I well, get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I was gonna say they're very aware of the 49ers Eagles hating each other. That they like. Also, they, by they the way, this anything. all started because Greenlaw picked the runner up in bounds and put him down out of bounds. Yeah, and this turned into a giant scene where we got security guards touching players, players punching security guards, and guys getting ejected from a game that should have been better than it was. My, For the record, Greenlaw has a history though. Just as a history of suplexing players along the sideline, he did it against Dallas right. as well. I would say if it's legal the, between the lines, it's legal between the lines. <laughs> he didn't. He wasn't getting flagged for that. I, w- I will say this: I, the the biggest issue I have with this whole thing is after the game, they asked Shanahan about it, and he said, "It's like I can't believe a player that's not even on the team would taunt our guys like that." And it's like, and then he said right after that, 
That's just what I've been told. I didn't really see it. Like, why are you? That, I did have a problem with that. Yeah, well, don't, he, don't be speaking on things that you don't know. And don't about. comment if you yeah. if you're just going off of what you heard. And mm-hmm. I mean, as far as I, again, we didn't hear what was going on or whatever. Well, but didn't, it didn't look like he was taunting the player. No, didn't Sirianni apologize for the altercation? I, I'm not sure. I think, I, there I think was a lot of stuff after that. I didn't really. I don't look into much of the post game stuff <laughs> well, because I didn't want. Well, to. I was going to say let's talk about the let's talk about the actual game. Anybody beating the 49ers this year? The Baltimore Ravens Christmas. But yeah, please, they're gonna please, take please, oh, please let's go. do. Let's, let's go. go. Merry Christmas, Logan. Yeah, they're okay. the favorites, though, right? I mean, the, it's in San Francisco. What so. I what I saw out of that game is the 49ers are absolutely the Super Bowl favorites. They're on. They're, they're loaded. Sure. Yeah. They, Offensively, defensively, well, they I played a, Dallas. They they smoked Dallas. They went went they into crushed Philly. The two other best it. teams in the yeah. conference. Yeah, I have something the for. The best. I have something for you, Johnny. Oh, I can only imagine. What Brock this is about. Purdy is yeah. now the favorite yeah. <laughs> to win the MVP. Yeah, and we all watched the game. You've been preying on his downfall mm-hmm. all year. Yep, and he's now the favorite to win the MVP. I don't agree with it, but it's a okay. fact. Yeah, it's a fact. And, yeah, it's a and fact. I just want to know. Does that keep you up at night at all? <laughs> no, I sleep fine knowing that he's a fraud. Okay, still. that's fine. Yeah, it no, is crazy it, though that he's the front runner. It doesn't. It's a QB sense. award. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a QB award. Like remember we talked about Hertz last week, and we we're yeah. like, well, well, Hertz is just the quarterback on the best team, so naturally his plate name's gonna be the running. It's so just, that's what Purdy is thing. now. It's the same thing. Well, that's, Lamar didn't play this week, and he's dropped like four spots in the MVP. Well, well the because he didn't have a game this the week. The MVP this season, if we're gonna do it for real and not make it just a quarterback, where is Tyreek Hill? Yeah, no. If, if Purdy is the front runner to win the MVP, then Tyreek Hill needs to be the front runner. If Tyreek Hill breaks two thousand yards and does not win MVP over Brock Purdy or almost well, any other it? quarterback at this point, so, not even just not even taking Purdy out of it, it should it should be hit. It should be Hill. If he breaks 2,000 yards and does something that no other receiver has ever done before and every other quarterback in the league is having a down year, how does that not constitute not a quarterback of the year? You do you, cousin. And I, I get like, I don't want to get into like, Tyreek. I, I get that the MVP talk loves to get into like nerdy stats and all that to like mm-hmm. break things down as much as possible. We are nerdy. We should clarify yeah. that. Yes. We're, we're not above yes. the nerdiness. No, we're not. This is a nerdy pod. <laughs> that's why but, we're doing this and not on the field playing. So like some of those kind of stats are just like, just out of nowhere stats that shouldn't count or anything. However, I feel like, wait, he pretty threw for 316 yards and 233 of that was after the catch. Like, that's not pretty. Yeah, I saw, I saw the chart afterwards and it wasn't like he was it's dropping like that, passes in the bucket. No, that, he's, that, that, that alone should make him not the favorite. He, to he was MVP. lucky to hit 10 air Do we yards. dislike Brock Purdy, though, because of what the media is doing to Brock Purdy? I don't. Personally. No, I don't. I don't Purdy's like Purdy. done nothing to come out and be some hateable guy. I, no, no, I don't. There's like Purdy. I just it is the media thing. It's, I, a, I, it's I, partially a, a media thing, but it's also just. I guess it probably is a media perception because when you watch the games, he's just getting a lot of praise for doing something that Jimmy G took him to 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 multiple playoff appearances, multiple playoff wins on, and now J- Jimmy Garoppolo is in is in Las Vegas and not even starting. So. Yeah, if, if you make Garoppolo look like a championship caliber quarterback, it doesn't surprise me that Brock Purdy all of a sudden looks like that. You just it's just plug and play with when your roster roster is that loaded. Well, and that's the thing is he's doing his job at a high level, but his job is to be on schedule and be accurate. And oh, he does his job. And, and that's for sure. Say, that's if what, he does all that, everybody else around him will make him look was, great. This I, is what Kirk alluded yeah, to, yeah. and this is where. And I'll let you explain explain the point, but it's just like you got to give credit to Purdy for not trying to be too much, well, not and, trying to be that you guy. You could tell in the first quarter of that game when the Eagles actually looked decent, Purdy was shaking a little bit. Like mm-hmm. he was, he he didn't look comfortable at all. And then credit to him, he made the adjustment. They, well, the, his coaching staff probably made the adjustments. They were like, like throws McCaffrey. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> <he was> like, <laughs> I said to you guys, the rest of the game. I said to you guys the other day. 
you know what Brock Purdy hasn't done? He hasn't listened to all of us who are sitting around this table. He hasn't listened to ESPN and come out and said, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to show him I can throw 60 yards downfield. Yeah. And I'm going to show him I can make a dime through two defenders and double coverage. No. He keeps showing up every week, and I'm going to hit Debo on the slant. I'm going to throw the swing pass to McCaffrey. I'm going to run little draw plays. I'm going to hit Kittle over the middle when he's wide open. I'm not going to force the ball downfield when I don't have to, no matter what they say. And, and that's a credit to him. And yep. it's, it's not Purdy who is making the Eagles miss tackles. So. Oh, I thought you were going to say, and it doesn't look Purdy. No, no, no. <laughs> I will say, if he does go on to win, I don't think he will, but if he does go on to win the MVP, just consider that story. Mr. Oh, Irrelevant. Man. To league yeah. MVP. Yep, it's crazy. Couldn't roll my eyes harder. All right, let's <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, let's we let's get back on the Eagles. Get back to act to, to two actual quarterbacks that are going to play on Sunday. Wait, 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 wait. I got to stop doing this, but one day, <laughs> one day I will. I have a dark horse MVP candidate. Stack. It's Dak. It's Dak. Oh, is Dak he a dark horse? In I guess maybe not a dark horse, but yeah. he's not. He's, he's not second, in the conversation circles. So, but like he should have the. He should be getting all the talk Purdy's getting right now. He, he, sure. I, is my well, opinion. And we talked about this on Monday. I was telling John, I was like, I Dak winning the MVP. I'm totally fine with because just he makes a lot more sense than Purdy. No, like, he, he well, there's ranks, a reason he's not though, and he, we're gonna find out this weekend. Yeah, they yeah, haven't played anyone. Like yet. if yeah. if if we go in and beat the Eagles on on Sunday. Put him right squarely in that conversation. We'll yeah. see if if the Cowboys win, then Dak is the favorite. That'll if be the Eagles that'll win, be the coming out party. Hurts is probably the favorite, <laughs> probably honestly. Right. So this yeah. is probably just a one off week where Purdy gets it because we don't know who the hell Dallas and Eagles are. Yeah, the Dak thing <laughs> is they're waiting on the Cowboys to beat a team with a winning record. Yeah, and that's we, what they did last for. week. We, te- we beat a six and five Seattle team. So yeah, it, who are now six and six. So <laughs> they got. I'm not saying that to discourage the Dak point. I'm saying that's what they're waiting on. Yeah. They're going to get yeah. their shot right yeah. now. Dak, this, is, this is it. The thing is. If if, uh, if Dallas wins on Sunday, they're going to be tied for the division lead. And yeah, and I think the tiebreaker goes to. I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't, I really either, don't know. either way, yeah. But does that give you both three in, losses? But, but the Dallas yeah. will be in great. So the Niners would be the one. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they, Cause they have both wins over both, and you all have three. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, the the road to the number one seed for Philly has gotten way harder than it needs to be. <laughs> so if Dallas beats Philadelphia, it gives the Niners the one. If it puts, if Dallas ends up winning the division, all of a sudden the Philadelphia Eagles, who or last five. week were the front runner, are going on the road in round one. If you go to well, the yeah. or to New Orleans or whatever. Honestly, you the five seat actually doesn't look too bad. Yeah. It's a little <laughs> bit of a honestly, fall from grace. I though. like where I sit. I'll, I'm more than happy letting you guys have the division. That at is this true. Point. What was the Cowboys game against the Bucks last year? Like 24 to zero. Oh, it was like yeah. You want the five seat. Yeah. You want the five seat. Yeah, because you'll get the winner of the NFC South, who is either going to be like maybe a Jameis Winston led uh, Saints or a. Heineke led. Falcons? I think Ritter's back under Ritter. Ritter. Yeah. Do you Whoever. feel good about the Eagles going into this week or bad? I don't coming off that Niners game. Well, not off they're off. in there. They're kind of in the middle of their gauntlet, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Here's the thing: where so, you're just starting I yours. I think you're at the tail end. I think we're the last one, right? Yes. Okay. Seahawks were technically part of it, but and yeah. yours is just now about to pick up. That yeah. A, yeah. That was a great game. Oh wait. What? Who's gauntlet? Is he also so, part of his gauntlet? Yeah. Well, well, that was a great game. Yeah, uh, yeah we made Gino look like Mahomes there for a little bit, but it was a fun game. And I will say this, and uh, the Eagles played terribly. They didn't, it was bad. It, they lost. It was the one of the first really awful games the Eagles have played in like two years. What isn't great about the Eagles gauntlet right now, and it's much been made about the gauntlet, maybe a little overrated in a lot of ways. However, the fact that the Eagles, that game against the 49ers was their third game in 14 days. The 49ers hadn't played in 10 days. Mm-hmm. And fair. this week, the Eagles, again, it's a normal week, and it'll be, I don't know, like four, 
But now but it's Dallas games, with the. But Dallas has had a Thursday night game, so they have a little bit extra rest. Oh yeah, as my well. wife has already told me all about this. And like, I don't want. I don't want to make that sound like I make. I don't want to make that sound like I'm making an excuse if they're especially no, I, lose again. But it, like, it is a tough schedule. No, I understand. I, I understand. If it were me on the other end, I would. I would be. I would be you, speaking on it just as loudly. You gave us the two toughest opponents back to back with the other two teams getting actual extended rest. rest. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> Yeah, so so it kind of yeah, it kind of advocates. We should probably just make so, it. We, we we should just have it, everybody get the same buy every year. So I don't know that makes sense. So I'm, we can have a week without I, football. I, I'm not. I'm, so <laughs> that's what he said yesterday. He'd like a week during the regular season where we just don't have football. I think yeah. it makes it fair. Well, so, that's if they if they add an entire bye week and then add the you don't even game. have to, you don't even have to ha- have an extra. Bye what week. would you do with your Sunday? Just whatever just else. Wanna, he doesn't want to watch. He's off. on a football pod, but doesn't want to watch football. I'm not saying I didn't want to watch football. Uh, I'm saying football he's for putting a week. words in my mouth. I'm not saying I wouldn't want to watch football. I'm saying but if you want to maximize, if you want to keep it fair and maximize the, your so-called parity, give everybody the same bye week. 20, 20 years of Cowboys fandom will do that to you. Wait, uh, to answer your question about how I feel about the Eagles, I want to say I'm panicking. I'm a little worried just because it was a bad game, but I will know more about how I feel about the Eagles after the Dallas game. Okay, fair. Yeah, no football from basically February to <laughs> September, and then we just want to take a week off when we get it back. You guys are just speaking on it. I know you guys are 100 percent fans, and I'm a and I'm a big fan uh, too. I'm just yeah, advocating you? for some <laughs> advocating for some parity here. Let's talk about you. You know when your bye week comes, they give you the schedule in April. Plan around it. Yeah. <laughs> Apple picking if you get it early in the season. <laughs> Touche. All right, boys. Let's jump on to something else. We'll get back to Cowboys, Eagles, and the how well you know your division picks. Logan, you're off a bye. Uh, I'm off a bye. How are we feeling about our Ravens and Bills as things have unfolded over the last week? I'm feeling pretty good. The th- so the thing for the Ravens is there's, I think there's five games left, and everything's there in front of them to go take the number one seed, especially because the Chiefs lost to the Packers Sunday night. So that even that opened that door even wider. But here's the Ravens close the season. They play the Rams this week. Then they go to Jacksonville. Then they go, then they're home. Then they're in San Francisco against the 49ers. Then they play the Dolphins at home close out the year with the Steelers. You got a gauntlet. Everything that needs to be known about this Baltimore team will be known find in out. a month's time. So if they go three and three and two in that stretch, maybe that's enough to get the first seed. Four and one probably is. So Jacksonville losing against Cincinnati the other night is it was It was helpful. And yeah. it's a weird spot to um, want Cincinnati to do anything good. <laughs> I was just about to say the Bengals. They can't. They're six and six. They scary a little bit about what you... Not enough, right? No. Too much of a hole. Yeah, they're, they've dropped. They dropped too much when Burrow was still playing. The Rams, the Rams what? smoked yeah. the Browns. What if you saw was it a the- one score game? I thought. No, I think the Rams crushed the Browns. What if I know I that could be wrong? I, thought, I know the Bengals don't really threaten you in the playoff race. But what happened? Why would you feel of meeting them in the playoffs? Would Browning scare you, or by then you think everybody's going to be caught up on Browning? Uh, no, because the the Ravens defense has given me enough of. A thought in my mind to trust them against okay. a quarterback yeah, like Ra- Browning. 36-19. Okay, so yeah. So the, the Rams do give me some worry. I'm not going to say they don't. They've been hot, and Aaron Donald is a top three player in football every given year, even if he's considering retirement. So that's it's, it's weird to say, but that game and the Steelers game are probably the Ravens' easiest games left on the schedule, and they're not easy games by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. <laughs> the Steelers it's got not, a bye week this it's week. Not a, um, it's not a... And the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like... And the Steelers beat the Ravens what, earlier this season, did they? David talks about, like, the Eagles, the gauntlet schedule they've had, and then they close the year, doesn't it go Giants, Cardinals, Giants? Yeah, it gets a That lot Cardinals easier, game yeah. might be a little frisky, but, like, yeah, the two games right. against the Giants, like, 
that that's got to be a good way to just kind of coast, so to speak, into the postseason. And the, but it is cool that the Ravens are literally going to play everybody. That if they beat them, they'll get the first seed. If they get beat, that team's probably going to get yeah, the first seed. Kind of so control their own I, destiny a little bit. I think the first seed's the goal. And I said this, I think, um, last week after you left, Kirk. Uh, the Ravens got the first seed. Lamar's MVP year went fourteen and two, and we're rolling. And then they just got their teeth kicked in by the Titans in that division round game. I think if they were to be able to get the first seat again, that helps tremendously this time around. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm feeling good. Vibes are high. I mean, it sucked to not have the Ravens to watch this weekend, but back this week, and hopefully the train just keeps rolling. How are we feeling about Buffalo? The opposite. Um, the Bills are literally limping in here after a bye week. They get the Chiefs, then they're going to get Dallas, a pesky Chargers team. No matter how bad they are, there's still guys out there who can play on any given Sunday. They're going to get the Dolphins again. The, the the road to the not just the AFC East title, the road to the playoffs now has gotten a little tough with the whole Buffalo's put themselves in. But yeah, there's like a thousand teams that are six and six. There's a that yeah. it's still open. I think we can even afford one more loss. But then I mean, now you're talking about winning out. That gets really tough. This Chiefs one. Oh yeah, that's this week, right? Yeah. And the Chiefs, Chiefs off a loss. Chiefs too. off two off back to back losses. The Chiefs no. Are, I think they've they lost beat the two. Raiders. Oh, they, the Raiders in are in the middle yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nobody watched that game. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, I didn't watch it. About I just the Raiders. It. Regardless, the Chiefs are, are not exactly playing to Chiefs form, mm-hmm. and that doesn't bode well for the Bills when it's in Arrowhead. They're obviously looking to bounce back, but they've put some of their own distractions on themselves. So if there's a time that the Bills can maybe get them, well, I'm hoping it's now. But I don't feel great about it. I don't. I feel a little better about Dallas coming to Buffalo on December 17th. Maybe a little snow gets mixed in there. Tough game. They're coming off the Eagles. That's maybe a get them spot. We'll see. The teams that scare me on the stretch is dropping one to the Chargers when we shouldn't. Playing a Dolphins team that all they want to do is beat Buffalo. And then, of course, you get the, the Patriots mixed in. You just never know there. So. I, I feel like not not feeling as good of vibes as you guys are, uh, but hoping to stay in it. I, 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 Go ahead. I feel like, and I, it's just like a one-game sample in a sense, but like that game against the Eagles, they fell in that game, but... Allen looked great in it, yeah. and I, I feel like there's reason for optimism with Buffalo at this point, especially with, like I said, they're like the 11 seed, but they're six and six, and everybody else in front of them is six and six, and, and they're there, and they still, they still can drop one because I think a 10 and seven Buffalo team gets in. It can, yeah, they if can. everything yeah, works yeah, out the way it it should, and some of these teams start to show themselves a little more. The Colts, don't put the Colts <laughs> in the playoffs. We need that to go away. Quite frankly, I think we need the Steelers to go away. I don't want to see the Steelers yeah. playing some of these teams no, in the playoffs. No, I'm sure others would if, yeah, for, for wins, but, man, I'd rather see Buffalo go play Baltimore. Yeah. Um, and you better believe I mean, it. we're finding out how to hook up a live stream for that one. <laughs> watch, watch the Sunday be Buffalo, Baltimore, and Dallas, Philly. Oh, oh it could, we'd have to have a day. Yeah. We'd have to have a live well, yeah, yeah, see, we would need We would need a live stream for that, and everybody's going to have boxing gloves on. Yeah. I, mean. <laughs> I don't want to harp on this because it'll have happened four days ago now yeah. by the time you're listening to this, but the Chiefs got robbed Sunday night, five days ago, mm, Sunday yeah. night. The Chiefs got robbed. We do need to, like... That was a bad drive we need of officiating. To fix this officiating. To be fair, they also got a completely got a bogus bad. roughing the passer yeah. call, too, though. Yeah. But to your, to no, your point, that was, that was a terrible non That was unsportsmanlike, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, right? No, the, when they called hit, when hit, Mahomes was going like going, going to towards the sideline, side you're not going to tell me that was a good call. I don't think it was a good call. I don't think it was that terrible of a call. I think it was a horrible I call. It was bad. Horrible call. Wow. 
inbounds. He, but he was going out of bounds. His natural body it's progression was around the first down marker too. Like it's he's definitely trying to try and sneak in that little extra half yard. No, if you're at inbounds. I don't care if you're running along the sidelines. You're a runner. You better be prepared. But quarterbacks are protected more, and he's the best quarterback. I don't don't get well, me wrong. Run out of bounds sooner. He he was I, going out of bounds. Let me jump in here, and then we'll we'll move on. Get people out of here. This does bring up a point I want to talk about. I have always been. You got to call the game the same for every position. I have always been. All right, enough of this catering to the quarterback protected. If there was ever a year where I'd say, all right, let's protect some of these quarterbacks. Uh. It might be this season because we're losing star players at the drop of a hat this year. That might be the case. And it's but getting tough to watch. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's not getting that call. Jalen Hurts probably isn't that getting that call. Josh Allen's so. definitely not getting, not, that call, not getting that call. But he's also not running out of bounds. <laughs> That's me. He's gonna. He so. But I think I think what I'm saying is I think the refs are their ears are perked up now with what's been happening. That if it's close, we're going to start seeing flags as this mm-hmm. season goes on. Because I do hate seeing star quarterbacks. Yeah, I we, do see that. We, Trevor Lawrence just went down. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's getting bad. And just to, to close out my thought, so you complain about that call, but then so their answer, I guess, to make up for that call, right, it was is, a make up call for is sure. to not make the right call when the guy went through say, his back. Both calls were wrong. Yeah, so hundred percent. So it just this is the NFL. People had millions of dollars and don't get me wrong, it's not about the gamblers. It Gamble is now. Though. Though. It is and now though. Obviously, but, but it also isn't a given that. Chiefs would have won that game because they still would have had to go for two to tie it had they made it. That's fa- no, that's absolutely fair. But he, before the ball was even close, jumped on his back. Oh, like, yeah, that no, is hundred percent, hundred percent. They they felt so bad about it at the end that they had the officiating expert talk about the end of the game. After I don't know if you guys kept it I on the TV, know. yeah. But they brought on I don't I don't know who it was, but they to talk about the ending they, of the game. They did talk about the last play a little too much i like they call gosh, yeah, it, wasn't, the hail mary. it was not no, that, was that one i'm fine with that's yeah. that's but, yeah but i've seen was, worse they, they, call they talked Hail-Marys. about that for a good five minutes Look, like, that's gambling's fine. legal not, that's not the yeah that wasn't the call we're all yeah. complaining about yeah. gambling's legal billions of dollars are involved and refs are wearing earpieces don't be naive that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> moving on that's all we got for the nfl other than how well do you know your division logan Bad week last you're week. Back, you're you're know, back in the a, basement. Yeah, back. He was, he, was, he, was, he was nipping at my heels there a little bit. He's back down where he belongs. I'm frisky. That's all you can ask <laughs> Logan's 21 and 18. Johnny's 24 and 16. David, 30 and 11. And I am sitting at 33 and 7. He says humbly. I know there's some. I, I've oh, finally I, got a slate of four games I get to pick, which should be interesting oh, finally. No. After we get off of here today, I'm, <laughs> I think might I, might, I might tally up. The cumulative records of all of our respective divisions. So you've had the hardest division. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have had the hardest division to you, pick. Like you probably, you have. guys have the Giants, who are starting Tommy DeVito, <laughs> and the Washington Commanders, who are a dumpster fire that I've known about for as long as I've known about football. Yeah. And then he has maybe the worst Patriots team in a quarter century. True. And the Jets, who are a dumpster fire. Sometimes the Jets frisky. They just start. Frisky. And you, you have, start. And you have Kenny Pickett, Browning, and who knows who's starting at Cleveland. Somehow had winning records, and they're still <laughs> winning games in spite of backup quarterbacks. That's fine. I can. This heavy is the head that wears the crown, like in the opposite way, because I'm the loser. <laughs> but I, I can take it. I just want that on the record. Logan, you and I both have four game slates in our division this week. I'll let you go first. Start us off, Jaguars at Browns. It's a tough one for me because I have no idea if Lawrence. Oh, we is don't play know. Or not. Yeah. So I would. Doubt I mean, it. I high ankle sprain. I think they said right. There's I no I don't know. Um, having to pick it right this second, I will go with. I'll pick the Browns at home. We know Jags backup. 
Anyone? Was Bethard. CJ Bethard. Okay. That's yeah. why I'll go with Browns and Hogan. Okay. Even if Joe Flacco's the Flacco starter. Flacco versus Bethard. Interesting. Bethard was, Bethard was okay when he came in, but obviously he's yeah. not yeah. for a full game. I think we'll see a lot of ETM. Well, plus, that they game. lost Christian Kirk, too, yeah. in the first quarter oh, of that yeah. game. So I'll go with the Browns in that one. Probably not a game you really want to check out till no, like the fourth quarter. Not one of the better games. And then Colts at Bengals, another not great game. But give me. How can you not pick Jake Browning after last week? I'm going to yeah. go with the Bengals in that one, playing at home. Not a great game on paper, but two teams holding on for dear life yeah, to playoffs. Should be yeah, a fun actually, game. It's actually, a key matchup yeah. should be a fun game. And then Rams at Ravens. I'll go Ravens. It's in Baltimore. Good um, one there. Last time they played, it was in LA, and Lamar Jackson threw five touchdown passes. So okay. I'm sorry, no, they've played since then in Baltimore, and they actually lost to Odell. But now Odell's a Raven, so maybe that game goes the other way. It's not <laughs> a fun game for yeah, sure. Give me, give me Ravens against the Rams, and then Patriots at Steelers Thursday night. They this game will have already night. happened. Yep. When you hear this, the, 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 you want to know the loser? Anybody that watches, this game. <laughs> I will be watching. I'll hate watch it. I, I will watch. I, it. I can't pick against. I can't pick the Patriots right now. No. They scored zero points. They're I trying to lose. Yeah, they scored zero points. I, I saw a stat. It was like they're the only team in NFL history to allow like ten or less points in their last in three straight games and lose all three. But they're begging teams. Yeah. Just beat us. Yeah, We're trying so, to get. So I'll go Caleb with the Steelers. Williams. I'll go with the Steelers. We'll go AFC North clean sweep this All week. All right. Oh, wow. For me, I'm looking at Patriots at Steelers. Logan just talked about it. I'm never going to pick the Steelers. You guys know that one. Steelers. Uh, or excuse uh, me, the Patriots. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Something's in the air. This is the flu pod. We got guys sick. <laughs> yeah. Life just flashed before Starting his eyes. Starting to feel I, a little I bit. I think Syracuse got to Logan and I a little <laughs> bit. Give me the Steelers over the Patriots. Give me the Texans over the Jets. Give me the Chiefs. Ooh, mm. Mm. he's trying to reverse jinx that I one. I have to. I got to do something. For three and seven. Out. He'll like. I'll take a loss. He's, yeah. pulling, he's pulling to, all the stops. Yep. I'm doing what I can for you boys out there in Buffalo. I'm going to do the pick, picked against them. Pick against you. It's, I'm doing it for the team. Give me the Chiefs. Dolphins over Titans. Yeah, there's no way the Titans can keep up even remotely. No, right? that's going to be Will Levis. Track mate. No, no. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> he's already fighting with Hopkins on the sideline. Oh yeah, that cool. is he really? You, you have not earned the right no. to do that. <laughs> Take it easy, Will. <laughs> oh, no, that was bizarre. <laughs> Take it easy, Will. I never even seen that. He was like scolding like... DeAndre. Like I saw some of the finger wagging <laughs> and relax. Um, pretty. Uh, you just touched on it, Logan. In terms of my division, some of these games, I'm going to say now and jinx myself and say not not exactly the hardest games to pick, but that's why they play. We'll see. Uh, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's a, it's a kind of a cop out on my end, but. I think one worth noting. Yeah, for sure. Could have been different. Maybe if Aaron Rodgers was out there. Well, that's the AFC East was supposed to be the premier division yep. in football this yep. season, Didn't and that hasn't out. happened. So Let's see. David, John, you guys, obviously, two games this week, both you, NFC East in this division. You guys go back and forth. Let's save your game for last. Yeah. Packers, Gi- pesky Packers team against the Giants? I don't know the... I don't know that the Packers are pesky. They're just. You think they're legit? I think they might be legit. I think they're legit. legit. We ready to put them there? I, yeah, but they're the six or seven seed right now. I think I seven, know. seven. Yeah, and Vikings are still. Yeah, but and they, but now they beat the Lions and they beat yep. the Chiefs. Yeah, they just beat the Chiefs. Yeah, so like so, they're beat two good. Teams. I think Jordan Love is kind of growing into form a little. Okay, bit. put him in the playoff. And, 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 and full uh, full disclosure, right. as if I've been watching Green Bay a lot, but they're winning games now. So you also know. a very tough place to play down the stretch. Yeah. But I'll go Packers over Giants. That's not hard for me to pick that one. Okay, yeah, same. I don't really have much to it. Too much to add on it. I mean, unless Big Dom calls in a favor to Tommy DeVito, there's no. The Gabagool. All right, the rematch. Sunday night. This time we're in Big D. Jerry World. 
How I know they have to pick it. I know we have to end the podcast, and I know I do this too much. Go for you it. Said that like three times. I know. I can't it. help it. I can't Let's help it repeating going. myself. We'll be here for the next three hours, everyone. I just cleared the SD card. We have twenty eight <laughs> hours to all go. day. Keep your um, drive going. Gas <laughs> it up. What is your guys' collective opinions on Chris Collinsworth as a broadcaster on Sunday Night Football? Not he good. He is growing on me. He is At growing point, on me for all of, the reasons that he shouldn't. Yeah, I find him absolutely hilarious because of how cringy and, like, and bad he yeah, is. Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah. It's I, like funny. It's, it's not funny like, to me now. It's not like Tony Romo where you're kind of yelling at him to shut up. It's I have Chris a bigger problem like, with Al Michaels. You just start laughing. Yeah. He has too many bits. Well, that's in, the, in the most PG way I can say it, <laughs> it sounded like he was in the bedroom Sunday night when Patrick Mahomes was doing <laughs> some of yeah, those every things. Every yeah. I don't know, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was something. You'd be like, I, oh, that's that Mahomes. Look at Saquon's quads, Mike. I, I, I never really hated, I don't know that I hate Chris Collinsworth now, to be honest, but I never really had an issue with him mm. until the Eagles won their Super Bowl with the Michael, I guess Patriots was Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth. They called that game poorly. Because Chris was all over Tom Brady, I'm sure. So Well, there's that, but also Zach Ertz had the game-winning touchdown catch in that game, and it was very obviously a catch. And Collinsworth was like, I don't know what it can Who, it? Who caught it? Ertz, Zach Ertz. Oh, I just, I couldn't remember. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, he, he would be like, <laughs> I just hate oh that my God, Mahomes, <laughs> how does he do that? And it's, it's like, every, dude, and he, got, don't he, give, he makes ball, way right? more money than I do. He'll sure. be set for life. Well, he played yeah. in the NFL, but it's just like, does anyone get in your earpiece and be like, Maybe take it one notch down. On the other hand, on the other hand, Mike Tirico is my favorite play-by-play guy in the NFL. Oh, Tirico! So I was going to go on a serious note. One guy I'm really off on is Al Michaels. Yeah. If you don't want to do this anymore, don't do it. Because yeah. every time I listen to you on Thursday, Herb Street's giving it his all, and people want to pick on Herb Street about, well, he's a college guy; he doesn't put enough in. He's doing his he's no, doing Herb his homework. Great. He tries. Al Michaels is out there just. He's talking about gambling, and he's talking about... He just doesn't really it's, want to be it's there. It's hard to fathom. I can't remember the exact money that he gets for his Amazon deal, but like it's like $40 million. Like, just, How is he getting that much money? Well, right it was now. the Falcons game a year ago where Hershey's trying to keep the watchers involved and saying, oh, the Fal- there's still a shot if you do this, this, and then... And, Al Michaels is just, nah, not really. Yeah, he's just like, could you imagine 10 years ago? Because Sunday Night Football to me is the premier spot to be in, like in terms of broadcasting a football game, doing play by play. And 10 years ago, be like, yeah, Al, you're going to retire from Sunday Night Football. People think you'll be on the way out, but no, you're just going to accept a boatload of money and start doing Amazon's Thursday Night Football broadcast. Yeah, and that's where he's at. He's probably just, you have to stream it. And now I'll be like, what is streaming? This is where I'm at now. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, back to the Eagles Cowboys pick No, you're good. Uh, we cut you guys off enough, so <laughs> we, we, me and David talked about it before. When it comes to the Eagles Cowboys matchup, I will never, ever, 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 ever pick, pick the, the Eagles other, yeah. over my other, boys, yeah. and your and, and likewise. So for me, Cowboys, Eagles. I'm probably I, oh I'm, I'm off work Monday, so we're not gonna have to deal with each other no matter the result <laughs> of that game. You did, the last time you me this, I know what I'm doing. Give me this then. For each of your teams, give me one X factor. Uh, you go first if you want. I don't know for Dallas for Dallas to win. So and so has to put up, have a good game. Well, besides the quarterback, besides the obvious, besides the quarterback, yeah, X factor. Uh, Michael Parsons needs to needs to. He's he's winning the pressure rate. He's playing at an incredible rate. Doesn't really have the sack numbers to back it up. I need Parsons to make life hell behind that line. I think Parsons came out this week and said 
if he was the quarterback for the Dolphins, they'd be just as successful. I think he said something weird like that. that. Wow. That guy's an interesting guy. <laughs> he said something like pro Eagles the other day. He's an interesting guy. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, David, X Factor, other than the obvious guys, for the Philadelphia Eagles to beat Dallas so-and-so. For Shaq Leonard to make a difference right away. Okay. And is, is he going to play? I, I'm, I, yeah. I say that loosely because I don't know. Mm-hmm. What He's the had what, a week and a half? Three days. That's when it was broke. I, I think he's known he's going to be an Eagle for I hate that that's where we're at in the NFL. Like the Eagles for the longest stretch. I know this week's different because they lost to the 49ers, right? But for the longest stretch of the season, we're the juggernaut, so to mm-hmm. speak. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you would think that would mean that their roster does not have a lot of money to work with around. And I know the salary cap's not real and you can always work around it. But like every marquee free agent that becomes available, they're like, oh, yeah, they might go to Philly. It's like at what point is it enough? Yeah, that's my take. Speaking I, of free agents, Indomitian Sue, any chance he goes back to Philly too? Oh, I don't know. I haven't really. He's out there. He said that. he's going to sign. I mean, soon. Zach Ertz might become an Eagles soon or a Raven. Who knows? But uh, maybe a Cowboy. <laughs> don't nah, so. we're good on tight end. I uh, <laughs> so sorry. Well, I guess Goddard's got to be coming back this week. I think so. Even if he, even if Goddard didn't didn't come back, I feel like Ertz is pretty much watching. Logan Eagles point. or yeah. Cowboys? You mean the Cowboys in this one? I I. Uh, gamble responsibly. I'll be tuned into the over. Eagles Cowboys feels like it always. I don't goes feel over. great about this game. And it is in Dallas too. I'll, so yeah, I'll like probably adjust the over up a little thing. bit. I'm picking like, the Eagles because it's Eagles Cowboys. I don't know that to. I really believe in it this week. Yeah, I, I don't believe in any probably more than you do, but you have to. Yeah, but I think I think this is the the Cowboys one. You and you weren't alone in saying it, but a lot of Philly fans were saying like that was the Niners Super Bowl last week. Like that was just the the phrase that was going yeah. around, right? I would make a case that this would be more of the Cowboys Super Bowl than last week was the Niners Super Bowl, if that makes sense. That's now, listen, now Cowboys Eagles matchup is always the Eagles Super Bowl. Oh please! Oh, you know it. Come on, Dallas the week have actually every been to Super Bowl year, two weeks last... a year. I got it here. It's Dallas week. The Eagles and have actually been to three just another Super Bowls team on my schedule. Y'all just so. y'all just are another team on my schedule. Dallas, Dallas week is fun because it's a huge rivalry. It's fun like oh, it's that. A monstrous Some would say it's the best in, in Some football. Would say. Some would it's Dallas week, would. baby. Whatever. <laughs> okay, you can say it. Well, the Eagles have actually made Super Bowls in the last half cent- <laughs> quarter century. I, we actually know what a Super Bowl is like. So, <laughs> Gamble, yeah, how do they typically do in those quarter century Super Bowls you're talking about? One and two. Hmm? Gamble still responsibly. Still higher it's, it's better than zero and zero. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Gamble responsibly. Dak, two plus touchdowns. He's calling a shot. Jalen Hurts, one rushing touchdown. Yeah. Is it from more or less than five yards out? I was going to say, what, what kind <laughs> it's a of one yard touch push? One yeah. hundred gambler. All right, we're going to get you out of here. But before we do, the biggest thing I want to say today is congratulations to both Tioga and Waverly. Absolutely. It's no small thing to win a state championship. So I had a lot everyone of, should be proud from the yeah. community to the players to the coaches. And I, we certainly are here at this table. Congratulations. I had, I had so much fun getting to know the players and the coaches and just covering that whole run for both of them. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. We're going to be back next Friday and we'll kind of give you an overview of what the plan is going forward. We're going to take the week to figure that out ourselves, how we want to approach this with football season being over locally. We're obviously going to continue to talk football from a national perspective through the Super Bowl, but we'll get our bearings here with what we want to do with the winter sports season coming up. We'll talk with Logan and David. They'll have more on that. In the meantime, enjoy your week, and we'll see you next Friday. See ya.